every fish has evolved into a flying fish. <laughs> <laughs> you seen those videos of like the fishermen and like all these fish are jumping out of the uh, out of the water into his boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why? How does <laughs> how does this happen? Because any fisherman would be like, all right, <laughs> this is my lucky day. It's like the lottery of fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to stop my boat and park here for a while <laughs> until I'm I'm almost taking on water and then I'll then I'll leave and I'll come back tomorrow. Thanks, fish. It's just shoulder deep in fish. Yeah. <laughs> shoulder <laughs> deep. <laughs> Episode title. Fish. Another fish. Nope, think that was the same one. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 462. It's a podcast. I'm Mike and Lisa. Hi. Hello, Lisa. Welcome back. Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I am fabulous. Getting my nerd on. Even from my uh, my home computer. <laughs> <laughs> you have a new headset. I do. It's very, nice. very like nice. It. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to use old microphones and things that clutter up my, my space, my brain here. And those are those look like a nice, comfy, completely over the ear mm-hmm. headphones with the a, a very uh, stout built in microphone. <laughs> Noise canceling so that when my cat is incessantly banging at the door, I don't have to hear it. Noise canceling <laughs> sorry, too. Wow. Sorry, cat. <laughs> sorry, cat. <laughs> you will have to meld through the door. <laughs> Has Kitty been getting along with the microphone and the headset so far? Yeah, yeah. She, she leaves stuff alone pretty much. She's a very chill cat, except when you close the door. She either wants in or she wants out. Yeah. <laughs> just like every cat like closed doors no absolutely not nope. i won't have it did you ever try the uh the chair mat flipped upside down with the spiky plastic things in front of the door oh no no i didn't um and i only usually use it when when i'm recording with you oh. so <laughs> we have no interruptions but I mean, even nude news broadcasts not nude broadcasts <laughs> news <laughs> broadcasts like with the COVID era now, like everybody's broadcasting in like pajama pants and there's like dogs barking in the background and children climbing over like the newscasters. And so, you know, you're doing interviews and you're seeing people's pets and animals. So I feel like it's a little more acceptable now socially. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> Hashtag COVID problems. <laughs> But on the plus side, you get to see everybody's pets. So, that's, you know, that's, that's true. Bonus. Or hear them. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and their kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the, what is the, is it the coffee commercial or something where the guy, uh, the guy is uh, on a web call with his fellow employees and then they see him in his boxer shorts and he's like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, let me pour some more coffee in the middle of the camera here. <laughs> Block myself out. 
<laughs> Maybe you should consider putting on pants. <laughs> uh. Yep. Oh, we were talking uh, be- right before we hit the record button about, um, you asked me about how my Twister cow was doing, and I reminded you that I, I wasn't able to actually purchase the Twister cow because somebody beat me to it. But uh, it's funny that you brought that up because, as you'll recall, a, a couple of episodes ago with you, Lisa, we, we, we talked about Twister and about tornadoes and all that fun stuff. And we talked about, um, oh, what was it called? That show on Discovery. Uh, storm chasers oh yes <laughs> and um did what you ever did do. you ever go back and rewatch it I, I did not not yet so i don't know if i mentioned this back then but uh so there was the one the one team of young guys who built a tank actually they built like a succession of like larger and larger tank tornado tanks but they were the ones who were like phd candidates mm-hmm. or like you know they had just graduated or were about to graduate or whatever. And they were really gung ho and like drinking a lot of Red Bull and really very intense. And they actually, when that show got canceled, they did their own show that they kickstarted or I don't know, they crowdsourced it somehow crowdfunded it. And they did two seasons of 12 episodes each. And I backed their crowdfunding campaign and got access to those and I went looking for them when I finished watching Storm Chasers. I was like, oh, I should watch those two seasons of Tornado Chasers. I have, that's what it's called. It was called Tornado Chasers. And, um, but they produced it themselves. But it's actually really good quality. And they get, like, they get really crazy close to really dangerous, huge tornadoes. Like, more so than they ever did on Storm Chasers. And, like, did um, they punch the core? They, they punched the core. They nearly got punched <laughs> by the core several times. <laughs> like I said, what not to do. Yeah, exactly. Like they, you know, stuff that the the discovery people probably wouldn't have let them do on the previous show. Except they did. Except they did. And um and I'm like, wow, I haven't watched these since they came out. And that was back in 2013 and 2014, right after Storm Chasers ended. So I went looking for them and I could not find them. Take them down? Well, no, it was like... like this is too dangerous? So, I, well, I, I had assumed that, you know, I bought them and I remembered there being... It, they were digital copies that I downloaded. And I remember downloading them because I watched them, you know? <laughs> I yeah. had to have them somewhere. <laughs> I couldn't find them anywhere. They were gone. Government conspiracy. Big Brother was watching you. They're like, no, you don't need to see this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh... So then I... Too dangerous. I, I went looking to see where I could buy them again and their website was gone and they're not available anywhere except the second season is available I think on Amazon Prime but I'm like I want to watch the first season (laughs) I want to just skip to the second season why is only season two of their show on Amazon Prime so I kind of I just gave up I'm like well maybe you know if I if if I really feel like I want to watch it I'll go watch it on Prime yeah so I gave up looking for those shows right yeah. And then and then when I wasn't looking for them, I found them on this computer here that I'm talking to you on, which should not have any files on it that aren't on my main computer and backed up yeah. where I looked for <laughs> them, where they should have been. But I did find them, so I do have them still. <laughs> they manifested out of the ether. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, would, you, would you be interested in watching? Yes, absolutely. 
I was thinking because I love tornadoes. The next time you're on, it'll be close to the start of tornado season. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Judging from the weather channel, it seems that uh, we've already entered tornado season, oddly enough. Oh, where was there a tornado now? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Kentucky, I think the same town got hit like twice in a row within two weeks. Like it just happened again recently? Yeah, like within the last month. Uh, there were tornadoes going all through there. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I thought it was, got, it was like, like yesterday or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. But recently, <laughs> yeah, within the past few weeks. So, yep. Kind of crazy. Yeah, we had a tornado warning here on New Year's Eve. Really? Yeah. Or, well, it wasn't That's... here, here, but it was yeah. southeast of the metro. That's crazy. We had a tornado on Christmas two years ago. Yeah. I remember you telling Santa me. Santa Barbara, like, <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> not supposed to get tornadoes at all. <laughs> you watch Day After Tomorrow. Actually, I think that happened. Uh, yeah. You know, right after Day After Tomorrow came out, and like three weeks later, there was a tornado spot in Los Angeles, and everybody's like, "Too much realism. Way too much realism." <laughs> Send those tornadoes away from us. Oh, that's right. I thought I was thinking 2012, but they're right. That was oh, yeah. that was Day After Tomorrow. Another good one. <laughs> hey so what are you uh what are you drinking there in that fancy mug of yours you got uh let's see i have tazo passion fruit tea which is bomb stuff is great <laughs> out of my little monster cup made by amanda my friend amanda winter that's so uh, cute yeah it's the little monster's got little tiny fangs <laughs> um, and she does absolutely beautiful work she has a company called Unique Clays, and she makes all of these little monsters. She makes planters and mugs and whatnot. So, yeah, Unique-clay.com. Mm. Yes. We'll put the link in the show notes. They're super cute. Very, this is my favorite mug. Very cool. I just got it. And it's got little feet, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are happy little monsters. It's super cute. Giant eyes, kind of almost a little smile going on there. A little mis mischievous smile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Says, I will feed you tea. Bomb tea at that. Yeah. That's so good. Are you a tea drinker? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Coffee? <laughs> I'm like Ted Lasso. Have you watched <laughs> the Ted Lasso? I have not. Yeah, what well, he, that? you know, so he moves to England to, he's from Kansas City. He's a football football coach, and he moves to England to coach um, soccer football okay. for reasons that you find out in the show. And uh, so he's this down-to-earth guy that talks like this. <laughs> and uh, he uh, they keep offering him tea, and uh, and he, he drinks it the first time, and he, he literally hands it back and says, no, thank you. <laughs> and then there are all these jokes about how it's just gross, warm brown water. I mean, it is leaf water, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, let me go. Let me go out in my yard and get some dead leaves and soak, I mean, the soak coffee them in is hot just water. Bean water, really. it is. It is. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I prefer I prefer bean water to leaf water. Okay. <laughs> I am drinking bean water right here. How do you take your bean water, Mike? Uh, like uh, I take it like uh, Winston Wolf does. Lots of cream, lots of sugar. 
the best way. Honestly, <laughs> I don't understand people who drink uh, black coffee. Black coffee, yeah. Yeah, I'll drink. So I drink the black coffee at work just because I don't want to add all that sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and there is Mike bouncing off the walls. Well, no, not that. Away. It's just it's the calories. That's fair. I have one cup at home with all the good stuff in it, and then I have the crappy coffee at work, and I just drink it plain. Because calories don't count on the weekends. Well, there's there's that too, yes. <laughs> weekends and holidays. Exactly. And days off. Sure, yeah. Half days. I've gotten a little bit addicted to the um, Starbucks, <laughs> the monstrosity that is Starbucks. Uh, the Nitro Cold Brew is really, really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I keep hearing about that. It's delicious. I don't know what it, I mean, obviously it's nitrogen. Right. Presumably. Is it it like you crack open the can and it's got that thing in the bottom and it goes and it fizzes it like the, the uh, Guinness in a can Mm kind of. Yeah. So good. Do you have to buy it at Starbucks or can you get it at a regular store? They've no, they've started selling them canned in the regular store. Okay. I might try them then because I never go to Starbucks. Really good. And they have black, (laughs) They have, uh, I believe, uh, a sweet cream, vanilla sweet cream, and uh, like a dark chocolate. So, really good. Cool. Yeah. I will try it. I and like it will me. caffeinate you like crazy. <laughs> good. To be I like aware. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like like extra caffeination, honestly. So it's like that one. Will. It's like the jolt of <laughs> yes. canned Starbucks coffees. God, jolt! It's a blast from the past. <laughs> Can you still buy Jolt? I think, I think you can. You can. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this too long. <laughs> starting to complete each other's sentences. Well, Scary. they have a website. And it says where to buy. <laughs> Jolt. Dollar Jolt. General. <laughs> K- oh, my God. <laughs> Casey's General Store. And, of course, Amazon. Clicking the Amazon link to see what happens with that. Gold cola. I wonder if they make others. Currently unavailable. Oh. <laughs> Americans need to be caffeinated during quarantine. <laughs> Either that or it's sitting on a ship outside of California. That's probably what happened. <laughs> Can you imagine if that thing is sitting on a barge and that barge were to like, you know, get overturned or something and you have all these caffeinated, really hyper caffeinated fish like like an Exxon Valdez, except with caffeinated cola. So they're all just jumping out of the water like crazy. Bing, 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 Every fish has evolved into a flying fish. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen those videos of like the fishermen and like all these fish are jumping out of the uh, out of the water into his boat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why? Why? How does <laughs> how does this happen? Because any fisherman would be like, all right, this is my lucky day. It's like the lottery of fishing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to stop my boat and park here for a while <laughs> until I'm I'm almost taking on water. And then I'll, then I'll leave and I'll come back tomorrow. Thanks, fish. It's just shoulder deep in fish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoulder deep. <laughs> Episode title. Fish. Another fish. Nope. Think that was the same one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. That's a water spout, not a tornado, if it's on the water, right? <laughs>
That's going to be the new Twister movie, the sequel. Water spout. <laughs> Come on, we got to take our speedboat and we got to punch the core. <laughs> not, not unless uh, Bill Paxton has a has a son that that looks and sounds a lot like him that can play. Idea. His his son in the movie because he's not he's not Even with us anymore. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. He was great. And uh, ah, Aunt Meg. I loved Aunt Meg. I love that actress so much. Who, funny enough, also played the grandmother in True Blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you you mentioned that before. She's kind of who I aspire to be when I'm older. The grandma like, in True Blood or Aunt yeah, May? Aunt May. Uh, <laughs> probably more Aunt Meg. Because she does that, like, all that creative stuff with, like, the little windmill things. Uh-huh. And I want to still be creating when I'm that age. In fact, I want to just retire and start doing artsy crap. <laughs> Like with my time making, you know, little windmills in my backyard out of what will be soda cans. Yeah. (laughs) I would like to uh, retire and do that now. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) If I could make the same money that I'm making now doing that, I would be, I would love to do that. I've been doing LARP jewelry lately, which is a lot of fun. Now, okay. So is that, what exactly is that? So um, I'll take uh, characters from Dystopia Rising, uh, people that I know, and I will take a look at their costume pictures and kind of try to match uh, some beads and that to make it look kind of post-apocalyptic, whether it be found items or more natural looking things. Uh, I was actually uh, playing Dystopia Rising Pennsylvania last night and during one of the mods uh, made this necklace know how well you can see it oh wow yeah so michael's has a lot of these kind of rock looking beads yeah um, like little crystal shards and things like that like seashells jewel looking things yeah and so uh we have a character in dystopia rising uh called penelope she is a pure blood and she uh did some good things for aura so Aura's like well I'm going to make you a necklace out of because <laughs> the purebloods are are like the rich folk of the uh, yeah, of the wastelands, um, and they're always dressed fancy, sparkly things, and you know, rich goods. And so uh, this is her version of what she thinks a pureblood should look like. It's all natural one kind of stuff, things that she, you know, harvested out of rocks or the beach, and uh, put it together and made a necklace. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I've ordered uh, keys and all sorts of little trinkets and stuff. Um, antiques. Antique store is fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Old keys. Found items. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, circuit boards, like little circuit board snippets and things like that. So you can drill holes in just about anything. <laughs> 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 so you just find junk. <laughs> my character actually got married uh, at the uh, SoCal game in December. Um, they had a uh, contest to decorate uh, uh, Christmas stockings or gift miss, as we call it. So we had gift miss stockings and I did a, uh, a stocking for Tracer or his new husband and myself. And I, uh, I took some twine and attached a bunch of cans and just scribbled like just married across it <laughs> and hung it up. So it's like the old cars where they yeah. have the cans dangling. 
it seemed appropriate. <laughs> like find whatever you can in the wastes, old tin cans work. I guess aluminum actually, it's actually made out of tin anymore. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. Why did they stop? I Was guess it unhealthy? aluminum's cheaper. Maybe. Let's look it up. Tin cans. Was why that... did tin cans go away? Was stuff getting leached out of the tin into the food? Impossible. History of the can timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Intra- industrial <laughs> physics. There we go. Let's see. History of the can. From 17, wow, 1795, Napoleon offers 12,000 francs to anyone who can devise a way of preserving food for his army and navy. It's a lot of money back then, I suppose. Let's see. Yeah, how much was that worth? <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, they just poured salt on things, I think. <laughs> Uh, 1812, Thomas Kensett starts a small plant in New York canning oysters, meats, fruits, and vegetables in hermetically sealed containers. I love that term because all it reminds me of is mage. So I'm picturing all of these old mages in the 1800s, like members of secret societies, just sitting around in a secret meeting and sealing cans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Uh, 1818, Peter Durand introduces his tin-plated iron can in America. So they used to be iron, which seems like a really bad life choice. (laughs) I'm pretty sure iron can leach if something's sitting in it long enough. That's why they say don't leave stuff in, uh, like, your cast iron iron pots and whatnot. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Thomas Kenzen and Ezra Gaggett start selling their products in canned tin plate cans in 1819. Yeah, it's not exactly saying why why we stopped using 1921 zinc oxide and other zinc compounds in enamel lining found to prevent discoloration of canned corn by zinc sulfide, aka corn black, canned citrus juice <laughs> cans first shipped from Florida. Yeah, zinc it's a dose of zinc oxide with your corn. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> God. Spray paint. Just like all sorts of all sorts of cans. I don't know. I think this one's gonna take a little bit more research. I found a historical currency converter, but it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but then right below it, there's there's a uh, quora question yeah. that says how much was twenty thousand francs worth in seventeen fifty? So that's pretty close. <laughs> and it was uh, $664,000. Oh, my God. That's um, that's a lot to offer somebody. Well, I mean, I suppose if, if you're successful at preserving food, you know, that's, uh, that's huge. Because so, I'm sure yeah. <laughs> they had issues way back when. So it's almost twice as much fr- in francs, but it's from further ago. Right mm-hmm. from yeah. or forty-five years earlier, so I don't know, maybe like four or five hundred thousand. Yeah, a lot of money, though. That is just for. Yeah, it's like <laughs> preserving food. Welcome to Napoleon's Shark Tank, <laughs> <laughs> where your leader Napoleon has half a million dollars. I'll invest it uh, for forty uh, percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Have that. You... I'm having mod ideas for our game now. <laughs> like Wasteland Shark Tank. <laughs> it's great. Oh, you want to hear some news? The time for love news? To hear. Yeah, let's do some news. So, oh. Oh, I love that show. That's the theme to Dead Celebrities. <laughs> We've got a couple <laughs> this week. Yeah. We lost bad. we lost Meatloaf. Somebody ate okay. ate the rest of Meatloaf. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's all gone no. now. <laughs> Eddie is dead. Aww. So sad. I loved Eddie. He was 70 something. 72, I think, they said. 74. The correct answer was. The password was 74. (laughs) That's so sad. I really enjoyed Meatloaf and his music. And his acting. And his acting, yes. And his his arguments with Gary Busey on Celebrity Apprentice, which was probably the last time I had seen Meatloaf (laughs) anywhere. I did not know he was on Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, like 10 years ago. What was he doing? Um, was he like a judge or? No, he was a contestant. It was Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> now I'm curious. I need to go find this episode. So like um, we hadn't been watching it. We'd never watched it. Mm-hmm. And this might be longer than 10 years ago. And, and there was the one where um, Joan Rivers was on it. And she ended up winning. That might have been the first season of it. I don't know. And we're like, wait a minute, we, Rivers. We, we could have been watching Joan Rivers on on a celebrity reality show. <laughs> like, how did we miss this? So then we started watching it, and then it was like Meatloaf and was Meatloaf. I think Meatloaf and Gary Busey were on the same season because they. I, I'm pretty sure I remember them fighting a lot, <laughs> like getting in shouting matches. Why am I not surprised by this in the least? <laughs> It's also an amusing visual, yes. to be honest. Gary Busey. Because, <laughs> you know, Meatloaf wasn't actually being mean. He was actually, he was like trying to be calm and rational, but yeah. but he was arguing with Gary Busey. So, if, and so nobody can <laughs> maintain calm and rational when they're arguing with Gary Busey. Well, and so and Gary Busey already has that. Into a lot of door slamming. And... <laughs> yeah, he has that kind of mad scientist look about him. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then, you know, he'll say something that doesn't make any sense at all, like it's random words strung together. And then what? how do you how do you react to that? How do you argue yeah. with somebody who st- starts talking nonsense? You can't. I'm going to grab a bowl of popcorn after this and watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds amusing. Very busy. Well, he's Love still it. alive as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, um, Meatloaf, on the other hand, is uh, resting up. In paradise by the dashboard lights. That's right. Hey. <laughs> I got the bell. <laughs> so excited I got the bell. That means that uh, Meatloaf got his wings, right? Yes. <laughs> Every time a bell rings. Well, let's ring it again for Louis Anderson, because he's dead too. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about that this one. Ca- this one was two days ago. God. He had... Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oof. Yeah. That's sad. I had no idea about that one. Uh, his 
pretty much the one everybody's been focused on, of course, is Betty White. Yep. And that was that was devastating to a lot of people. And then right after that, Bob Saget. Yes. And we were wondering who number three would be. So unless somebody died between Bob Saget and Meatloaf, it was Meatloaf. But now Lou Anderson's dead. So now we got another two coming. Who are those going to be? See how this works? It doesn't matter. People are are constantly dying. You divide it up by three, however you want. (laughs) Damn it, 2022. (laughs) Yeah, see, it's all gone. Is it Betty White didn't even want to see 2022. She checked out on New Year's Eve. She knew it was going to be bad. She's like, I'm done. She's like, I'm done. I'm done. Bob Saget's going to die. <laughs> Meatloaf's going to die. Louis Anderson's going to die. The Packers are going to crap the bed in the playoffs. <laughs> Which they did. Last night. Oh, so sad. Well, Wait, I don't have Packers to watch. Fan? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> I'm going to send you a nice cheese hat. I still have my worthless stock here that I bought for Christmas. Thank you. Which I, which, which, which I, yes, which I wish I hadn't bought now. Because <laughs> again, I mean, it's, last night, it's cyclical. Yeah. It'll get better. It'll get better. It'll get well. Yeah, at least I don't have to watch any more football now until ne- next fall. I can just not a think about time. it. <laughs> um, you can watch a good game of golf. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Unless it's Happy Gilmore. <laughs> no. Not going to happen. <laughs> it seems the most boring game to me. Like, I'm sure it's probably fun for the people who play it. But oh, yeah. It's just, it doesn't hold appeal to me whatsoever. Everybody it's... at work's like, oh, do you golf? And I'm like, nope. I go to the apocalypse and hit my friends yeah. with weapons. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only sport that I need. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure golf is a lot more fun to play than it is to watch it. It has to be zombie golf, though. That would be kind of fun. (laughs) Now, is that zombies playing golf or people playing golf on a golf course where zombies are wandering around? I think the latter would be far more fun. (laughs) (laughs) You have to get your hole in one while being chased by Zed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's easy to keep ahead of them because you've got the golf cart, but you do have to stop and get out and hit your ball real quick and then jump back in the golf cart and take off before they swarm you. I mean, I wonder if you could take off a head with a golf club. You know, just Probably. behead the zombie. But you're risking hurting your golf club too. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's all part. That's all part of the game, though. <laughs> New for 2022: zombie golf. <laughs> you just see these zombies wandering around the golf course with golf balls embedded in their head. <laughs> so yeah. Like, just... I was like the guy from um, what was the movie, the Christmas movie Scrooge? Oh when, yeah, um, his partner. <laughs> Doesn't he spit out a golf ball at one point? A golf ball comes out of him from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I just We're watched sure. that. I watched that this this Christmas. Not sure part which of my is. Christmas like, movie viewing. It's so good. It's a must every Christmas. Bill Murray, Carol Kane, like, can't get better than that. <laughs> Love it. Love that movie so much. Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and good one-liners. <laughs> it's a pastor. 
<laughs> classic. That one in Christmas Story are my yep. favorites. Yep. I love Christmas Story. Fudge. <laughs> but I didn't say fudge. <laughs> oh, do you so wanna... I have news. What's yeah, that? I have, oh, you have, I news. have news. I have good news. Happy news. What is your good news? Did you know that in Utah, a runner broke the world record by completing an Arizona marathon in two hours, 44 minutes, and 12 seconds while dressed as a carrot? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> broke what record? Uh, the world record. Uh, see, what is this? <laughs> For the running Arizona, in a costume? <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, he broke a world record in the Rock and Roll Arizona Marathon in Phoenix. Uh, his running time of two hours, 44 minutes and 12 seconds, beating the previous record, uh, who was also a carrot-suited runner, what? Andrew Lawrence, at London's Virgin Money London Marathon in 2017. Wait a minute. So is this like, <laughs> it doesn't? oh, it doesn't count if you're not in the same costume. So now everybody has to be a carrot? <laughs> Apparently. Driving home the message that you are what you eat. <laughs> Jeez. Was he fueled by carrots? Did uh, he, apparently. The carrots have carbs. <laughs> they have a lot of sugar in them. Well, I'm thinking of all of these runners who are like, you know, shaving their heads to try to become more aerodynamic. And I'm like, this is not at all an aerodynamic costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant flipping carrot. How do you even move in this thing? Here, let me link you. You show your viewers this or your uh, listeners this one. <laughs> it is not an aerodynamic costume. I don't know how this guy beat any sort of record running in that for two hours. <laughs> the chafing had to be awful in and of itself. <laughs> guy sitting in front of a makeup mirror in his giant uh, carrot costume oh, okay. sponsored by Green Giant. <laughs> yeah, look at that right at the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he matches the sign so well. They're both shaped the same. <laughs> That's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 um well, it, it it's not a stiff costume. It's a it's a loose one. Why does he have goofy <laughs> yeah. eyes? What is he wearing some weird sunglasses with Yeah. Like cartoon so. eyes on them or something? Yeah. Oh no, they're carrot sunglasses. I think. Oh, is that what that is? I think so. It looks like they have carrots on them. Man, really loves carrot. Oh, it wants me to log into Instagram. No, thank you. <laughs> don't do it, Mike. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't I don't have an Instagram account. I mean, I assume it's tied to my Facebook, but I don't I don't use it. I haven't even looked. Yeah. I only uh, I only just started a, an Instagram not not too long ago, mostly for LARP pictures and then well, yeah, you have for food pictures. You have something to share. <laughs> Everybody we just need to get you more hobbies. Well, especially the food stuff. Everybody wants to see, you know, right. cookies and cakes and food porn, all that right. fun stuff you're baking. Right? You're still baking, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I just baked a. Uh, a tree stump cake. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, that for? <laughs> that was for uh, that was for my natural one wedding uh, at Dystopia Rising. 
because she's a natural one, I uh, I found this cake and you basically take and melt down, um, I, I melted down white chocolate chips and then uh, dark chocolate chips and I, I painted it across with the dark chocolate and then layered the melted white chocolate across. And then you put, you know, you sandwich it in um, parchment paper, roll it out, roll it up and put it in the freezer and it turns into chocolate bark. Huh. Like tree bark. <laughs> and it's pretty fabulous looking. That sounds it's delicious. It sounds, I was going to say, it sounds uh, yeah. very good. And then I did uh, green coconut moss with desiccated coconut. And it was tasty. We did um, uh, German chocolate cake because, you know, of obviously course. it's got, uh, you know, coconut. Some creative fun there. Let's see if I can find the pictures of the chocolate bar. There we go. You disabled the participant screen sharing. I am not allowed to. Hang on. <laughs> Big Brother's watch. Okay, now try it. That's a default. I didn't do that. Zoom did that to, to us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have to go in and do that every time because I've, I've, I've had to turn that off before. So these are um, cranberries, like little kind of holly berries. And then uh, oh, this, wow. is all, that looks, this is all chocolate bark. That looks just like uh, like um, birch bark. Mm-hmm. That was That's amazing. Point. Yeah, it was great. Oh and God. then I took these little candy melts, these uh, salted caramel candy melts. Ooh, and I just dotted them with a little bit of uh, cocoa powder on the top and stacked them to make them look like little mushrooms. Mushrooms. Yay. Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> it was really good. And then did some some roses and uh, yeah. How did it taste? It was delicious. I haven't <laughs> had German chocolate cake in so long. <laughs> so and everybody was like grabbing chunks of bark. So you had all of these natural ones and like dystopian characters walking around with chocolate bark. <laughs> it's great. Oops. Hey, it's the apocalypse uh, or the post-apocalypse. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot, a lot to eat. I got just sitting here chewing on some bark. Exactly. So this is a, a close-up of the bark. Yeah, that looks amazing. Okay. It, was, it was pretty tasty. So, and like the original cake that I saw was just um, just regular chocolate, um, and she somehow managed to texture it. So, good stuff. Yum. So yes, I am still baking. <laughs> awesome. Worthy of the Instagram. I've not posted those pictures yet, actually. Need to get around to that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, kind of back on the subject of immersion. Yes. <laughs> uh, just creating. I love creating stuff like that. Uh, I'm just thinking a lot about, about the online games because uh, I just participated in a Dystopia Rising national game that was uh, for uh, criminal influence only. And so it was basically like a giant crime meeting with a bunch of different mods. <laughs> and they, you could purchase these pins okay. uh, that were made by, uh, by my friend Tobias. What are those made out of? Uh, they're wood. Oh, okay. Or they, or they feel like wood. They might be resin. Uh, but they included this handwritten note which is pretty fun. We are looking forward to your arrival on the Rum Coast. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what does it say after that? Uh, Aura? You are, you are expect. Yes, Aura is my character's name. Oh, and okay. I said you are expected 
Signed, Murder Inc. <laughs> so, yeah, they were, uh, they were beautifully done. And... So you have to attach those to your costume? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, good times. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of the immersion factor, especially during quarantine when everybody's kind of grumpy <laughs> already. And just making it a little bit more special as opposed to just sitting and rolling dice with people on, on Discord. Um, you know, we've, we've done a lot of really creative stuff with Dystopia Rising. Um, and I was running a 1940s Hollywood vampire game. Uh, it was Camarilla game. And then another group wanted to join, but then they wanted to do the Sabbat. So for a while we were running a Friday night game of Camarilla and then a Monday night game of the Sabbat and had the two kind of interacting without the players actually knowing it. So what one group would do would affect the other group. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But they then, didn't know uh, what was causing that, that it was exactly. the other game. That's funny. <laughs> they thought they were just NPCs when in yeah. fact they were actually PCs from the other game. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. But we do a lot of little immersion things uh, like uh, creating newspaper snippets, uh, taking actually their actual film reel from uh, the 1940s so I would look at what happened that month in the 1940s and see if I could find some video footage of what was happening on YouTube and post it um, prior to game for people to look at. It's kind of a, you know, educational and a fun little immersion thing. How much 1940s footage are you able to find? There's quite a bit. There's a, <laughs> quite a bit on YouTube. If News you go real stuff? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. The well, stuff that they would play before, you know, before your movie. Yeah, because uh, they always did the little newsreels beforehand. So it was a lot of fun Bef before the uh, yeah. um, before the B movie, mm -hmm. which was before the A movie, <laughs> which is the yes. one you went to see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was good times. So we had a lot of fun with that. Uh, there is a newspaper snippet simulator that you can uh, <laughs> you can plug in like fake news to and then it generates a little news clip. Let me link you to this so that our listeners. How does it generate can... a whole news clip? Like a video? No, uh, it's just like a little newspaper clipping. Oh, like a headline. Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, you can plug in the actual, actual verbiage. This is a lot of fun. Okay. So, also a fan of um, what we call in dystopia rising uh, is toyetics. Uh, toyetics are basically little modules where you utilize things like, for instance, uh, we would have to, uh, for culinary, say you were, uh, you were working on cooking a meal, uh, they would have you actually go out and grab things out of your kitchen and make something and take a picture of it and post it, uh, you know, to show everybody what you made or uh, uh, they would have you construct I don't know, let's say uh, construct a person out of items that you could find around your room, things like that. Construct a person? Yeah, like, <laughs> um, you know, you would take, I don't know, maybe you'd take straws and like wrap rubber bands around it and create a little person, things like that. So uh, things using found objects. Cool. It kind of engages your players. I've been thinking a lot about um, about role-playing games and uh, things that you can do during quarantine with your players. Um, I found these little like geode, oh, right? Yeah. Geode fragments 
at the That's Halloween a- clearance at Michael's. Is that real? You know, I'm not sure. It feels it is definitely real geode. Um, I suspect that they may have painted the crystals. Um, but these they had a whole bunch of these at Michael's left over. Yeah, it's very it looked to me it looks magenta. Yeah. The crystal inside. Makes me think of Rocky Horror. I know, I was show. just gonna say. <laughs> Rest in peace, me low. Uh, but yeah, Michael's has all sorts of cool little stuff. So like for the LARP jewelry, I found these little geode fragments, you know, like cross sections as pendants. And my favorite. So one of my characters is a diesel jock. Uh, they're yeah. kind of like your gearheads. And I found this, these beads on Etsy. And this is called Fordite. It is the remnants of the paint uh, accumulated on the floors of the old car factories. And they turn them into beads. Wow. So you can see they have like all these different colors yeah. intermingled. And the... the- <laughs> The paint is so thick that they yeah. can get beads Actual out of it. Beads. Yeah. And what is it called? Called Fordite. F O R D I T. I thought that's what you said. So is it from the yeah. Ford factory, or it is? They... <laughs> yep. Yep. They peeled it off of the floors, and then um, I think there's another word for it. It was uh, something like Detroit, uh, Detroit geode, or Detroit marble, or something like that. Fordite. <laughs> Good stuff. Chevrolet. They could have Chevrolet also. Chevrolet. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun little thing. If you're making, you know, you know, something for a character that's really into cars or into yeah. vehicles, truck driver, character, whatever. Um, so just sending stuff to your players before a game can be a lot of fun. You know, sending notes, like something that basic. People love getting mail. And Real mail. hand yeah handwritten letters is something that's kind of gone away so um i found this journal on uh on amazon oh wow i got for my character and i just looked up distressed (laughs) journals yeah (laughs) that's more than distressed that's like (laughs) 500 year old book distressed (laughs) the paper is like it's super soft so uh so i will write letters and send them on this paper and sometimes, like, burn the edges so it looks a little bit charred and stuff like that. <laughs> There's a lot of little details that you can go through to uh, to really bring, to make the game experience better, uh, to kick it up a notch, as opposed to, like I said, you know, you're just narrating and whatnot. You know, you can have people go on a scavenger hunt in their house to procure an item uh, and then bring it back and either snap a picture of it or bring it on video. Uh, <clears throat> There's a lot of little uh, tidbits. We went to the beach recently, and the beach we went to has all of these rocks that are burrowed into by uh, by these shellfish, and they're like perfect holes. Yeah, so it looks like a bunch it's of these been drilled through. Uh huh. It's yep. like a little flat, you know, rock you'd find on the beach or. It's you know, got kind of a smiley face going on. In a river or something. It's like river rock. Yeah, yeah but it's it's beach yeah. rock. Um, yeah. That's crazy. So what are these yeah. shellfish that burrow in there? Uh, it was some sort of clam, I believe. I don't remember. I think huh. it was it's like a lemite or something like that. Um, I had never heard of it before. Um, but I think it's some sort of a like a little clam that burrows. 
And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can collect. You can send people, um, you can grab beach rocks or river rocks and, you know, paint rune stones on them and send them to people, things like that. So. Piddocks. Yes, that was it. Piddocks. P-I-D-D-O-C-K. I had never They're, heard of these things before. Piddocks are a type of boring clam. Oh, that's <laughs> mean. Don't, you don't call them boring. Oh, and then it's not boring as in dull and uninteresting, but boring as in they are drilling holes into rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. They knew. They knew. They knew. They knew we would make that joke. These boring, boring clams. <laughs> we like we like the clams that get all blinged out. <laughs> Check out my rock. Clam Kardashian. But yeah, yeah, fun stuff. So making jewelry, making props, the, uh, the event that we just, uh, went to also, uh, they're doing some sort of a, like a psionic crystal to send to us, uh, sending to all of the attendees. So fun stuff, especially with 3d printers. Now there's so much that you can do. And with sites like Etsy, you know, you're not only supporting artists, uh, who have, easily struggled if they had a storefront and had a shutdown. Um, but you're also finding a lot of really unique items because there's a lot of stuff on Etsy that you wouldn't find elsewhere. So okay, I found these dragon, dragon fingerless gloves. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so Support your local artists, people, because they need you. That's right. What sort of, uh, have you played any immersive games? No, no. No? <laughs> I don't think no so. LARP. You haven't done LARP before, have you? I don't think so. No? Okay. <laughs> Tabletop. Uh, I have done that. Yeah. Okay. I don't really play games. No? No. Video games? No. <laughs> Mike, Mike, what kind of nerd are you? <laughs> All right. This is the call. This is the all call for everybody to write in and encourage Mike to to get in touch with his inner gaming nerd. <laughs> I don't, if it hasn't happened yet, I don't think it's going to. <laughs> phone games? <laughs> Board Fo- games? Phone games? Card what games? are phone games? You know, like like little mobile games, mobile app games. Aren't those just video games on your phone? I mean, basically. Okay. <laughs> I, have a, I have Solitaire on my phone. I play that. Okay, solitaire is a good start. <laughs> Vegas, Las Vegas. Well, they gambling. Took, they took it off. Uh, you know, they took it out a window, so I can't play it on on my work computer while I'm at work. So I have to play it on my phone while I'm at work. Play <laughs> <My> good thing. <laughs> I really want like the first time I went into a casino and they're like gaming, and I'm like awesome, and then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> This is less exciting gaming. So I really this would is love not what I a, was hoping for. <laughs> I would just love a casino, like a nerd casino with like tabletop games happening. I suppose they call that uh, Gen Con. <laughs> LARP rooms. Like, yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, fabulous. Sections, sections out, out back, outside yeah. where it's set up. Exactly. Expanse uh, slot machines, <laughs> Star Wars pinball machine. <laughs> Yeah, a whole arcade that's just nerd themed. <laughs> Sci-fi and far fantasy. better gambling. Yeah, yeah, far better gambling. <laughs> I'll see your Wookiee and I'll raise you a sick. <laughs> <laughs>
But um, what, you, you wanted to you wanted to discuss. Speaking of Gen Con, <laughs> ah yes, you wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about festivals, nerdy, nerdy, LARPer, gamer, comic book festivals. Assuming that those are coming back Cosplay. once everybody catches Omicron. Yeah, right. <laughs> the never-ending Rona. There are a lot of festivals out there, actually. There are a lot more than I thought. Uh, a lot of things I didn't know about until I looked it up for your <laughs> podcast. So I may be spending a lot more money in the future. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that I really want to go to. Nerdburger. Oh, it's a God. gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, because I, I mean, I've been to, I've, of course, been to Gen Con. Have you, you've been to Gen Con? I have been, or, no, I have been to Dragon Con here in Atlanta. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, uh, there's Gen Con was a lot of fun because, you know, you've got everything there. Um, you've got LARPs, you've got tabletops, board games, card games, you know, of course, the dealer's room. Uh, you have cosplay, they have a big costume contest, um, all sorts of stuff, panels. Uh, comic book room and art room where you can go and, you know, artists sell their wares. So it's a lot of fun, but there's some pretty unique things. Uh, Wasteland Weekend is one that I'm planning on going to later on this year, which is, of course, uh, based off of Mad Max, which is a fabulous movie, fabulous set of movies. (laughs) Uh, I actually really like the ones from the 80s better. Have you seen any of them or all of them? Yeah, I think I I have seen... um... Is is Road Warrior the original Mad Max, or are those two separate movies? Um, I don't think it was. I'm trying to think, Road Warrior, I think was the initial one, and then there's Mad Max Beyond. I think the first one was actually just Mad Max. Uh, the there's Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, there's of course the new one, um, Fury Road. Was it just uh, the two movies from the original? Three. Let me look up. It's been a while since I've seen some of the other ones. Um, Mad- I watch. Okay, there's oh. Mad Max, Mad Max Two, yeah. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and then Beyond Thunderdome is the one that Fury I watched Road, a lot. and then there's yeah. uh there's two new ones coming. There's two new ones coming. Well, there's one called the Mad Max: The Wasteland, but it oh. says to be announced, and then there's one called Furiosa, yes. scheduled for 2024. And uh, the woman playing Furiosa is the same woman who plays in Queen's Gambit um, because it is a prequel, actually, uh, to Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Uh, So this goes into the, you know, the life of Furiosa. And uh, they needed somebody who was younger. Charlize Theron was really sad that she had to turn it down, but she's older than she was in the previous film. So So the the girl from uh, Queen's Gambit is going to be playing Furiosa. I hadn't heard about the other one, though. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, Mad Max 2 was released in the United States as the Road Warrior. So that's... Okay. That's why... So it is. It, thus our confusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure. I think Mel I've Gibson. seen... I don't know if I've seen the original Mad Max. It, or, or if what I yeah. saw was the Road Warrior. Yeah. Beyond Thunderdome, I've I seen think, that is too. the best. Yeah. yeah. Beyond Thunderdome is well, the best. Well, you know, Tina Turner. I mean, exactly. <laughs> how could it not be? That poor woman, though, they had to have uh, they had to have an assistant with an umbrella standing over her because the desert heat was burning her 
because she's wearing like an entire mesh suit, basically a yeah. bodysuit. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I still have scars from that thing because the whole thing was just basically made out of wire. Oh, no. <laughs> Things we do for our art. But yeah, um, so festivals, uh, there's a Wasteland Weekend happening later on this year in September that is out in uh, out in the desert in the middle of uh, California. So the actual wastelands where everything <laughs> is out to kill you, <laughs> if not just the heat. Uh, the world's actually, largest yeah. post-apocalyptic festival. Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, they have all sorts of you know, trading, they have concerts, uh, they have an actual Thunderdome, which I am going to be uh, <laughs> going to with my partner and I am challenging him. Shano, hear me out. I am challenging you <laughs> to a fight, not to the death, but we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully neither of us die, but they actually have Thunderdome built and uh, they, they put you on bungees and Basically, give you buffer weapons and you just go to town on each other. So it's fun. Fun, smacking yeah. Your friends, <laughs> smack your friends with sticks. <laughs> it's the story of my life. That's what's going to say on my tomb someday after I die. Smack your friends with sticks. <laughs> so the other one uh, that is actually being hosted by Wasteland Weekend is called Neotropolis. Uh, it's very similar, except it is all cyberpunk. And that is found at neotropolis.com. That looks very uh, Blade Runner. Yes, very. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love the uh, I love the fork on the mask. <laughs> it's a pretty awesome mask, oh, this lady. <laughs> it's just like, wow. Well, that looks more Mad Maxi. It does, kind of, yeah. But yeah, um, with the it's like the, in the, the same place. The two tines on the end are curled up on <laughs> either side. That's hilarious. It's like uh, it's like a little villain. Uh, well, actually, I think this is from uh, from Wasteland Weekend. They put this picture up here. I'm not sure why, uh, but it looks uh, kind of yeah. like those uh, villain villains from back in the day putting girls on train tracks with the little like curled the tor- up the twirly mustache. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Wasteland version of that. Uh, but yeah, they host uh, uh, robot battles at the event, laser tag. Uh, there's food and merchandise for uh, for sale, of course. Uh, they'll have themed body painting, of course, lots of uh, costumes with EL tape, I'm sure. Uh, lights everywhere. Uh, they'll have cyber cars, uh, <laughs> BYOB, where you can donate your own alcohol or soft drink mixers and then get served cocktails by their trained bar staff. No alcohol sales to worry about. It's great. And then everybody camps out. Wow. So they'll be a lot of fun. Um, they have apparently two domes uh, with VR experiences. Uh, it says uh, 3D scanning, hacking simulators, uh, futuristic freak shows, smuggling, gambling, fake, of course. Um, <laughs> I know at Wasteland Weekend, they have bounty hunting. Where if the bounty hunter finds you, like you sign up and you say what you agree to, but like they'll do challenges, like you have to beat me at cards or you have to beat me at an arm wrestling match. Uh, so lots of fun little games and things like that. So I am currently working on my costume for Neotropolis. So you're going to both of these so far. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I actually, um, so I actually just met a bunch of people who live here uh, in my town uh, or the town next door. 
who are going to Wasteland Weekend, and they were hosting a, a New Year's party, and I went because <laughs> I heard about it on Facebook, and they immediately adopted me for their tribe, and I was very, <laughs> very thankful for that. Uh, one of them was like, hey, I'll buy your ticket if you want to go to Neotropolis. I'm like, okay, sounds like a plan. So I've never done anything cyberpunk before. It's pretty new to me. Do you have ideas? I do. Um, I mean, I've seen Tron. Like, and I, I kind of know about the, the cyberpunk look. So I've ordered like LED sunglasses and uh, they're programmable. So you can put like a message across them. Um, I ordered a bunch of EL wire uh, that I'm going to rig to my costume. Um, I'm actually using one of the costumes I had for Dystopia Rising, which was like a, a motocross suit, you know, with like the armor on the back and painting that up in neon and going to rig it with, uh, with uh, LEDs and stuff. So it should be fun. Yeah. EL is electroluminescent. Yes. Good stuff. I and guessed. I- <laughs> They uh, actually come with like a battery pack and everything. So, so this is one that I'd really love to see. This is called the Labyrinth Masquerade that happens in Los Angeles. Uh, for those of you out there who have seen Labyrinth, uh, have you seen Labyrinth? Sadly, I no. I, I I still need to. <gasps> yes, it's good. I also suggest hosts David I su- Bowie. I know. I suggested it. I was like, hey, you know, Bowie's in this movie. Yeah. We Speaking should of we should watch this movie with deceased. Bowie in it and it, no, I think deceased we ended actors. up we ended up watching um David Bowie uh, making fun of uh Ricky Gervais on extras <laughs> singing a song to him calling him a, a fat little pug nosed man. <laughs> have you seen this? I have not. You should check it out. It's it's on. But YouTube. I want to. It's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have definitely never seen that. <laughs> in fact, I think. I think Labyrinth is the only thing I've ever seen with David Bowie. I've never watched any of his videos, concerts, anything like that. There's so. a good documentary about his last album and oh, really? like the end like the last year or two of his life on HBO Max. Or at least it was that. there. Sounds I think fabulous. I think we watched that and then it was like, "Hey, we should watch other David Bowie stuff. How about Labyrinth?" No, don't want to watch <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> so then we ended up watching Extras. Which well, is Labyrinth good. is great because it's got, um, and I, I believe, I'm not positive, but I believe Jim Henson did the puppets for it. That sounds right. Yeah. Because um, there's a whole lot of little puppets. There's Hoggle and Ludo and the pink things that take their heads off. <laughs> it's kind of like an acid trip, really. <laughs> <laughs> Very much an acid trip, but like also kind of wholesome in a weird acid trippy kind of way uh so yeah lots of phenomenal costumes for that a lot of fantasy costumes high fantasy um and they're very elaborate it's actually pretty impressive looking at the uh the photos Ooh, labyrinth is on netflix oh is it that's what this says go out everybody if you have not seen that hop onto netflix that's and watch labyrinth the only place to stream it otherwise it is available to rent from $3 up and buy from $13 and up. It's totally worth a watch. It is um it is very dated in well, yeah. its look. <laughs> what is but... it like 1985 or something? Yes. <laughs> it's it is very much 80s, just like Dark Crystal, you know. It's it's got that 80s 
feel to it. That's, I remember seeing Dark Crystal in the movie theater when I was a kid and they had to stop the, they stopped the film and made everybody shelter in place in the theater because there was a tornado warning. Oh my God. And I, I totally forgotten Scary. about that until just now because we talked about tornadoes and Dark Crystal. <laughs> I hope I didn't bring up anything traumatic. <laughs> no, no, nothing happened. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Eventually it. You know the 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 scary looking cloud passed, and they they turned the uh, movie back on, and we finished watching. But we had a nice little intermission in the middle of Dark Crystal that wasn't <laughs> supposed to be there. <laughs> I just remember Agra and the big uh, the big machine. Uh huh. Yeah. And <laughs> I couldn't get over then. I was probably like eight or nine years old. I couldn't get over how much she sounded like Miss Piggy. <laughs> It's like she sounds like Miss Piggy and Yoda crossed cross together. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Frank Oz. Are we? Oh, did he voice them? Oh yeah. Well, okay. Did he voiced, that. He, you're talking about the the. <laughs> she oh, kind of looked Christmas. like Miss Piggy too, a little bit. <laughs> that the the one that ran the big uh yeah machine the, thing. Agra yeah. yeah 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 the big machine which the big machine also funny enough looks like the big machine from Thirteen Ghosts. I haven't seen that. Oh, 13 Ghosts is really good. It's basically this house with these like glass walls with um, all sorts of arcane writings across them etched into the glass. And uh, they get into, you know, the basement and find these different ghosts that were trapped in there. Uh, you know, you've got the the juggernaut and, uh, you know, the girl who like committed suicide, uh, all these different kind of ghost archetypes Um, and they're all angry and trying to get out. But in the center of the house is this like giant machine that looks just like that machine. You know, it's got all like the little spinning globes and, you know, uh, different rings that are spinning all different ways. So it kind of reminded me of, uh, of dark crystal. Was that, was that the 2001 version or the 1960 version? Wait, 2001 version of Dark Crystal? 13 Ghosts. Oh, 13 Ghosts. Oh, no, no, no. Definitely the, definitely the, the, uh, uh, 2000. Okay. 2000s. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't seen the 1960s version. I didn't actually realize that there was an older version. So that's a remake? Apparently. Interesting. So I'm curious for many listeners if they've seen this. Might have to uh, have an old movie night. So, moving on, we've got the Endless Night Los Angeles Vampires Ball. Again, Los Angeles. Uh, And, oh, actually, there's an Endless Night Salem Vampire Ball and an Endless Night New Orleans Vampire Ball as well. Uh, So, the New Orleans Ball is in October of this year. Uh, Endless Night is next month and uh, pending, I'm sure, COVID. You gone? Uh, And... What's that? Are you planning to go? No, I don't have that much money. <laughs> I mean, I okay. would easily go to all of these. So we started with the ones that you blush. are planning to go to, and now we're on to yeah. the ones that you're not going to go to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. no. If I were made of money, I would absolutely be going to these. I will probably <laughs> do Neotropolis and Wasteland this year and Los Angeles and uh, uh, Labyrinth next year. Ah, okay. <laughs> like switch out ears and go to some of these events there's so many events out here that i want to go to though 
because they have like a Dickens festival up in uh, San Francisco. Um, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, so yeah, Endless Night uh, is in three different cities. Uh, Salem and New Orleans are both in October. Uh, the Los Angeles one is in February because, well, it's not downpouring snow here, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> Unlike apparently Texas and Louisiana, <laughs> which have been dealing with ice storms. So probably better that they're holding those in October. So yeah, vampires, if you like to get your goth on. Uh, there's <laughs> dress code. Uh, looks like they have concerts, uh, drinks, music, dancing, performances, ritual, and fun. Hmm. Should I be frightened? <laughs> our ritual <laughs> and our ritual and fun in quotes. No. Then, you, I would then probably it's probably put them okay. In there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd feel more comfortable if they were in quotes. It's like ritual. Like, you know, we're pretending. They're actually just going to start, like, embracing everybody. Everybody's just going to walk out of vampire. <laughs> Great. Uh, they have the Cirque, which is uh, some sort of a, like, gothic circus. Uh, let's see. Best dressed contest. All of that. So, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. If you're into uh, dark, if you're a vampire LARPer, probably something great to uh, experience. Who is this Father Sebastian? Father Sebastian? I don't know. Where are you seeing this? All over the website. Like Father oh, Sebastian see. presents. It's so funny because uh, the vampire LARP that I came from playing, uh, we had uh, a Lankea Sanctum, which are like super religious vampires, uh, playing uh, Father Sebastian, <laughs> which is hilarious. Black Veils, Vampire Magic Course, Lucid Dreaming. Oh, yeah, there's the Father Sebastian thing. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Might have to look this guy up, though. <laughs> Father Sebastian. Court of Babylon, Grand Vampire Salon in Vegas. June 20th, 2021, Ritual Belly Dance. Interesting. So, yeah, there are a lot, it looks like there are a lot of offshoot events. Endless Night in the Astral, January 23rd, 2022, which is today. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, well, then, <laughs> if you're not busy today, although by the time this airs, it will be past. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can manipulate time, go back in time and attend. Uh, Salem Vampire Salon is March 5th, 2022. And then Los Angeles Vampire Balls next month. So good stuff. Sounds like uh, your your kitty cat wants to go. <laughs> you can hear that, huh? Barely. <laughs> I have my noise canceling headphones on, so I kind of drown her out. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hashtag quarantine problems. <laughs> Pets. <laughs> it is the age of pet. Yeah, I hear her banging on the door now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, it looks like there is a Steampunk World's Fair, which looks fabulous. Uh, let's see. Steampunk Joy? Yeah. Uh, the Steampunk World's Fair is currently on hiatus, of course, after the global pandemic. I've seen some pictures from this event. Uh, let me see what's all on their website. doesn't look like there's a whole lot on their website right now since they're on hiatus. Yeah. And with that, I'm going to pause and let my cat in. Okay. <laughs>
what mythical beast is pounding at my door? <laughs> Just a cat. <laughs> There's an angry tiger. I love how you let her in and she's just like, meh, meh. She's so angry. It's about she started time. yelling in her old age. Yeah. They, they do like, that, yeah. She would literally scream at me like, give me food. Mm-hmm. She's become so grumpy. I don't know why. Yeah. One of the, uh, the other uh, guest hosts on the show, James. He has a theory that cats aren't saying meow. They're saying now. Yes. Now. That absolutely now. makes sense. Do the thing <laughs> I want right now. now. <laughs> Feed me right now. <laughs> Give me food. But yeah, oh, okay. This, so this, yeah, the steampunk world's fair looks, uh, looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's too bad that the website doesn't do much. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure like Googling images, um, just seeing some of the costumes are pretty incredible. Uh, and steampunk has become such a huge, a huge thing now. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's gone mainstream. Uh, there was a, the the uh, purists are probably super irritated by that. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Can't find Uh, any good steampunk parts anymore. There was a reality competition <laughs> on TV called Steampunked, and I cannot find it anywhere, sadly. Uh-oh. I've looked on Amazon, I've looked on YouTube, looked everywhere, cannot find it. So I'm kind of sad. How long ago was that on originally? It was within, I want to say, like the past five years, maybe. Let's consult the almighty Oracle Google. Steampunked, P-U-N-K apostrophe D. Yeah. Ah, 2015, yeah. Okay. Huh. It did 10 designers of various mediums, costumes, carpentry, fabricating, upcycling with moving parts, and a steampunk theme. It was on the Game Show Network. I don't even know if I have the Game Show Network. I didn't know there was a Game Show Network. <laughs> I did not but either. I seem to remember, they must have re- rebroadcasted on one of the uh, more regular cable channels because i do remember seeing something about this or maybe i just saw commercials for it the one that made those pins uh tobias is also on this show uh he does some phenomenal phenomenal crafting on uh, steampunk items yeah mm-hmm. yep uh, he was a contestant yes yeah uh he makes some beautiful stuff he makes a lot of buffer weapons and they're very intricate laser etched um and just does a lot of really good props so oh well, spoiler alert he gets kicked off on the first episode bad news <laughs> no <laughs> i've Sorry, never did seen you not it, want so. to know that <laughs> i just yeah probably not so much now that's sad don't ever want my friends to lose but uh yeah some of the costumes look pretty amazing so but I can't find it anywhere. So it's gone. <laughs> it's just been wiped from the annals of history, sadly. So when the Steampunk World's Fair comes back, definitely something to take a look at. Yeah, because it's all over um, like Spirit Halloween. Whenever you go to Spirit Halloween, you have a huge steampunk section now. What? Spirit Halloween? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's you know, that? the stores. Like I don't the know. Halloween costume stores oh, that pop I don't... up every Halloween. Oh, okay. 
Is that a yeah. is that a, a a local chain brand or is that just a no? I generic think they're throughout the saying? United States. Yeah, I think they're throughout the U.S. They usually just pop up for the month of October, or like September, October, and yeah, then I, they close. Yeah, I noticed one. I don't think it was that that one, but popped up um, in a pharmacy, like a Rite Aid that had gone out yeah. of business. Oh yeah, and yep. sat empty for several months, <laughs> and then it was a Halloween store for a month or two, and then it went away. And I don't know what it is now. Yeah, it looked like uh, the Dickens Fair up in uh, San Francisco uh, did a 2021 drive-through Dickens London. I'm not sure exactly how that works. <laughs> like, do you have to trade out your car for a horse and buggy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm real curious about that. I mean, the galleries look pretty amazing. Very Victorian, you know, the Christmas Carol. It just amazes me how much um, how much detail goes into all of the costuming, um, including things like Comic-Con. You know, you go to Comic-Con and there's so much cosplay. And cosplay used to be kind of that fringe society kind of nerdy like i don't want to get caught dead in cosplay and now it's it's huge like everybody's doing it super popular i think with the advent of um like the marvel movies it's it's kind of nerd has become cool without a doubt yeah so much cooler (laughs) (laughs) steampunk historical costumes it looks like they have an Evan Ebenezer Scrooge as well and the ghosts. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, but it's like all of these things are such a fun way to get a chance to play because as adults, we get so wrapped up in our routine, um, you know, whether it be work or, you know, news and politics, you know, having to deal with everyday responsibilities um, this is definitely a way to kind of immerse yourself in something different to go explore. Um, and I, I think something that people need to realize is it's okay to play sometimes. You know, it's one of the things oh, we yeah. used to say when we're Renfair performers is it's okay to play. You don't have to be a kid. I always remember um, George Carlin and his stand-up routine later in life mm-hmm. used to say, Everybody should spend, I don't know how much time it was, if it was one hour a day or whatever, just sitting by a window and staring out the window and daydreaming. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because, you know, you have to exercise your imagination. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of the same thing, whether you're sitting, sitting, staring out a window or building a costume or beating somebody up with a stick while wearing that costume. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the thing is, like, can you imagine if nobody exercised their imagination, we wouldn't have movies, theater, books, music, art, uh, you know, visual art. Uh, we wouldn't have any of that stuff. So, um, you know, it's something that we can't really let die. Right. The world would be pretty mundane without it. Just just because you're watching other people's imaginations come to life doesn't mean mm-hmm. you you shouldn't use your own. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, the thing that I love about all of these things that it 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 encourages you to legitimately just pick up new skills. Mm, yeah, that... uh, whether it's you know, painting props, uh, even you know people who are playing all the miniatures games. Some of those things are so ornate, uh, the landscapes and the little tiny characters. Yep, they can be. Mm-hmm. 
they can be a hot mess too. But if you know you're, <laughs> it's true. You're super OCD and detail oriented, and you like, yeah. you know, staring at everything through a a, a giant a magnifying glass. Then yeah, go for it. <laughs> I, that's how I would have to do it. I'd be so I'd yeah. be throwing away so many minis that like had a little bit of over paint <laughs> on them or something, you know. Then you have those paint brushes with like one hair yeah. on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how the hell? How the hell are they painting eyes that are like smaller than a pinhead? It's crazy. <laughs> you you would think because they're smaller that it would go faster. I think no, but realistically. <laughs> Because I've seen those guys at Gen Con, you know, and I'm like, how do you do this with all of these people like hovering around you? <laughs> like, like some, some gamer nerd like bumps into you right. and you, know, you just rub lipstick across your paladin's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just hand it to him. They like, here, here's, here's a free <laughs> scratch and dent or, you know. <laughs> Here's one of my my botched items. One of my reject minis. Thanks to you. <laughs> Enjoy. Come back. Come back and see great. us again next year. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. But yeah, um, so yeah, immersion. You know, go out, experience something new. Uh, you know, try a new event. There are no festivals. shortage of them for you to attend. I want to do the Disneyland <laughs> thing or the Disney World thing. The Star Wars World came yeah. out with some sort of role-playing scenario that's like two days long. Oh, boy. Where it's like apparently somehow you get like captured by the resistance and have to escape. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they created this whole immersive experience because that's what Disney is good at. <laughs> Right. They capture you at the end of day one and then take you to your cell, which is a very <laughs> nice hotel room. <laughs> and then they exactly. bring you back in the morning and let you try to escape. So, I would so sign up for that. <laughs> Says the girl who LARPed in a 100-year-old abandoned prison with, like, rust dripping down the walls. Ew. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty immersive. Not always in the best way, but... <laughs> Where was that? Uh, This was Crescent Prison uh, and Sanatorium in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Uh, It was uh, Dystopia Rising National. uh, And they they had rented out uh, a full-out prison, old prison, uh, that is now used for, like, urban exploration. They opened it up for ghost tours and stuff like that. I was going to say, (laughs) it's not just rust. (laughs) <laughs> you got a word dripping rust you got to worry about like, yeah, i think, think there's some ghosts sure we in saw there slimer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's slimer <laughs> somebody blows their nose and you want to keep it <laughs> you see the new the new ghostbusters i did did you it was so good yes it was. i got so so teary-eyed oh at the end i thought yeah i'm not gonna spoiler it for for anybody who hasn't seen it but Definitely go see it. Definitely. It yeah. Very, phenomenal. very tastefully done. Yeah. Yes. And hosts so much of the old cast. Yep. So really good for uh, reminiscing. They, um, I just, yesterday I bought it on iTunes because I wanted, oh, I wanted, I was I was trying to wait for the disc to come out, but it's not coming out for another couple of weeks or something. And, um, yeah. so I, and I had time and I ended up, instead of watching the movie, I watched all of the extras like the bonus content 
and they have all kinds of behind the scenes little featurettes how they made the movie and the first one is kind of an overview just talking about how it's the original director's son who is the the director and passing the mantle to the next generation and all this and trying to you know faithfully huh. tell the story in you know in the same way that they, they brought back um mm-hmm. as all all of the people the original crew from the the first movie that they could find oh wow who were still working and who wanted to do it and they used um they used act like the stuff the special effects from the original movie they were able to the original optical effects they were able to recreate yeah. them That's amazing i love it <laughs> and they redid the music it's too so and it was so good so yeah good. well and the thing is like it was still good for it was good for all of us who saw it in the movie theaters back in the 80s and were fans of it for so long but also good for the new generations because there are kids yeah. <laughs> fighting ghosts. So, you know, <laughs> uh, it appeals to the younger groups. Totally. Yeah. Warmed my heart. Loved it so much. Yeah. was so, yeah, they couldn't have done a better job, I don't think. Yeah. And it's clearly you watch those behind the scenes things and, and it was not for lack of trying, you know. <laughs> you see Ghostbusters too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah. It was great. I never, I didn't understand why they didn't, uh, you know, use use the same score for that movie. Yeah, I, I hate I it. When, I hate it that. when people do that when they don't use the same music. Yeah, in a sequel, I liked like, the movie though. Yeah, the movie's theater. good. Like, how it's... do you beat the Statue of Liberty rocking out to <laughs> lifting me higher <laughs> and mood slime the... <laughs> and dancing toaster? <laughs> Ray was sleeping with it <laughs> somehow. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get specifics, but he was embarrassed. You have a lot of intimate experiences with the supernatural, it seems. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Take me the, now, sub creature. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, not, not that. I'm talking about the, uh, master the scene the... where it's. Yeah, where it's unzipping his pants in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The dream. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like, hmm, going on there. As a kid, you had no idea what was going on there. As an adult, you're like trying to shield your child's eyes just in case. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, of course. Priceless. Yeah, yeah. Stay, stay puffed. Uh, Marshmallow Man is is good in any size. It turns out. Absolutely. I'm surprised somebody didn't actually start a company called Stay Puffed and just like market the marshmallows, <laughs> or market an actual Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man that's actually edible. And then you can like, just roast them over the fire. <laughs> like when you, giant when you get like the the chocolate Easter Bunny. Yeah. Like a you know like a that size a chocolate Easter Bunny sized. Stay puff marshmallow man of out of like giant marshmallows. Yeah. And you know, oh my god. I'm having terrible thoughts of creating uh creating s'mores out of the stay puff stay puffed marshmallow man laying on top of a chocolate rabbit smushed between two cream crackers. You can buy stay puff marshmallows. Can you? Yep. My goodness. A dollar forty nine at Walmart. What's that whole idea of the s'more gives new meaning to food porn? <laughs> 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 Make 
Athens, Morris. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> Parents, do not encourage your children, please. It's Ghostbusters <laughs> after dark. <laughs> the Easter, the chocolate Easter bunny went on a date with the State Park yeah. marshmallow man. <laughs> Let's see where it leads. <laughs> <laughs> you just see the after of just a pile of goop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna have to make that now. I can't not <laughs> You need to make stay puffed <laughs> s'mores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put the little hat on yeah. it. <laughs> Easter is coming up, up. Mike. <laughs> They're going to be in the store soon. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you, you can, you know where to go to buy Stay Puff brand marshmallows. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. uh, this has been an eye-opening experience. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Yeah, we should probably end it here. <laughs> do we have a question? Um, No. Do we have a question? I think we do. Do you have a question for us? I think so. For me, I guess. <laughs> So, Mike, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Hmm. You know, I've I've asked that question many times over the years. <laughs> for science. And I've I've yeah, for science, that's right. And uh I've never gotten an answer. I, I don't know. Oh. How much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck can chuck wood? Well, according to wildlife expert in New York. Thomas, uh, Richard Thomas, he decided to answer that very question some years back. He found that while a woodchuck doesn't actually chuck wood, they do in fact chuck quite a bit of dirt when digging out a burrow. On a good day, they can chuck around 35 cubic feet of dirt. So in fact, they don't chuck wood at all. There is no yeeting of wood, but there is yeeting of dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Dirt yeeting woodchucks. Wow. God. Uh, so sorry for bursting everybody's uh, reality there. There's no chucking of wood whatsoever. They probably can chuck it. They just choose not to. I mean, they could probably chuck like little bits of wood. How big is a woodchuck? Let's see. I've never actually seen a woodchuck, not even in a zoo. I Wasn't... don't know if these animals actually exist or if this is oh, just, they do. you know, might be just a government conspiracy. Yeah. You may know them by a different name. Like jackalope. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think narwhals were fake too. So, you know. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is a real animal? I had no idea. Like you're watching Elf and M- M- Mr. Narwhal says goodbye to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Okay. Narwhal. <laughs> these, are, these are pretty chonky boys. Uh-huh. My goodness. Super chonk. Yeah. <laughs> They're cute, though. They look kind of like beavers without beaver tails. Aren't they groundhogs? Yeah, I think they are. They look like groundhogs. I think Woodchuck's just looks... another name for groundhog. This one looks like he's on Game of Thrones. He's got he's sitting inside this little wood stump like it's his throne. It's like, come bring me my Woodchuck minions. <laughs> oh yeah, that looks just like the groundhog from Groundhog Day. The first. Oh yeah. Woodchuck. Punxsutawney Phil. <laughs> Another good Bill Murray film. We've yep. gone into a lot of Bill Murray lately. <laughs> Get Scrooged. 
Ghostbusters <laughs> and Ghostbusters 2 and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. And Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is so good. I haven't seen it in a long time. Need to watch that. Well, so yeah, they're they're cute little guys. Good yeah. times. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. Everybody go to festivals you once will, it is safe to do so. You will have to report back on the one or two that you end up attending. Absolutely. We'll look forward I to it. I will send you pictures. Now is the part of the show. Uh-oh. Whoa. I, just, I always do that. <laughs> My um soundboard app has a little has a microphone thing for recording at the bottom of the screen and it's like a very it's a large button. It's like the whole bottom quarter of the Sounded screen. Sounded like you cloned yourself. Yeah. All I have to do is turn, you know, hit that and now it's picking me up from two different places. What that screen split with like two of you and then four of you and then eight of you. <laughs> Comment here, will the real mic please come forward? Or just have some kind of video filter that turns me into Max Headroom with the background. And <laughs> I have this voice. I'm Mike Headroom. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just looking that stuff up the other day. Max Headroom? Uh, yeah, because there's, um, uh, there's a group called the Cult of 84. Uh, at Neotropolis, and uh, I was looking up for things to trade, and uh, so you know, I found this little cell phone lapel, or not cell phone, but this little like 1980s phone lapel. You remember oh, these yeah. see-through phones? Uh, and <laughs> I picked up a Max Headroom pin, uh, and then was reading about it, how it got started and whatnot. So it's fun, <laughs> nostalgia. Love it. Great. Okay, now is the part of the show where you ask me where they can find us. Hey, Mike. Yes, Lisa. Where can they find you? They can find us at NerdBurgerShow.com. Email us, NerdBurgerShow at ProtonMail.com. And if you're offended by anything we say, hashtag cancel NerdBurger. <laughs> Join us next week on NerdBurger when... We record an episode that posts on Wednesday, February 2nd, Woodchuck Day! Is it just this episode? Repeated again, but slightly different? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe.